Hey, it's Brian House, and you're listening to the Work For It podcast. Our primary focus is business in the workshop. And if you want us to see and discuss your work, use the hashtag WFI Projects on Instagram, and we will shout you out and your projects. Did you know you can support our work for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year? Go to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That's like a burrito. I love burritos. You're listening to the buttery smooth sounds. Oh, orgasm for your ears. <laughs> <laughs> we are 10 seconds in and Ben has offended half of the audience already. <laughs> and we have no music the today. Button. I love it. I know. No, that's what I was thinking in my head as I'm saying it. Like, oh, no fucking music today. <laughs> but here's the thing. We don't have Brian today, so it's just me and you. Yeah. And we have no music. So I was thinking, like, I can't do the, like, you're listening to the Work For podcast, like, screaming out loud because, you know, I'm, you know, it, it, that's what goes right. with the music, you know, that Brian It's picked. so, so funny because like, this is how we used to start every show, you know, just. It would just be some random, I would just the start button. the record button. And, 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 and I think people really like that, actually. I so know. I was like, yeah. Hey, why not? It's, this is unscripted, raw, right, right here baby. on the Coming Work For It podcast. Coming Ear at you. orgasms for Over everyone. the internet, through RSS feed, now. <laughs> through the ancient technology of RSS. <laughs> Remember that shitty blog you read in 1995? Right. That's the same technology this podcast is being delivered to you before on. before push notifications there, there were rss feeds oh yeah you know, you know what i want to dive right in because uh i was listening to the working hands podcast oh this no morning, i was too yes. and they they so brought great. up a really interesting point about Keith uh, pulled his old man moment where he's like you know I don't like Instagram uh, anymore yeah. because of the oh, reels yeah. and all this and um he makes a good point I mean I see totally. both sides and he, here here's but here I want to put a twist to what they were saying because the gist of what they were saying was is Instagram is trying to compete with TikTok yep. using reels to try to get people to do the doom scroll to stay on the platform that's yep. the business model right it makes yep. sense I, I get it like you got to get but 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 how do you removes, provide value? You know, well that and it removes the community aspect of 100%. Instagram, and yeah. I totally agree. And he's right. Like you're flipping through, and it's just a bunch of like guys you don't going reach out to people. No, you don't. You and know? and a lot of it is very inspiring, but it's all canned. You know, it's like mm -hmm. if you're not living the life that you want to live. Oh my God! If you I have hear to that turn fucking around, guy. And look Dude. at the mountain you are <laughs> about to climb. And if you're about to quit, then you're the biggest loser on the planet and you should go to hell and die. And I'm, I'm like, oh, you, Jesus, this went real went freaking sideways so quick. I told you that so a couple quick. weeks ago, right, when I texted you and I was like, you should do unmotivational quotes. <laughs> <laughs> You've got like the perfect voice, you know, you'd be like, you remember fat, when you were 19 and thin and handsome and all the girls wanted you? Take a look you're at yourself now back. in the mirror, you fat 40 year old. You jerk. Your wife hates Have you. another donut, bitch. Your kids resent you. Right. Look at you. You're a failure. Now go to your job. I think you could. It'd be great. If that son of a bitch is making you know. 
money off of his voice, man, you could make a fortune. Mm. A fortune. Unmotivational reels. But Oh, it just you are right though. A the, the, the motivational community? bullshit is I mean, every now and then, you know, one will catch you and it's like, oh, it's pretty pretty cool quote, you know. If I but, have to listen to one more Jordan Peterson quote. Yes. I'm oh, going to throw my phone across I mean, the, the room. He's got some cool points, but when I you love hear Jordan it Peterson. Don't every get me wrong, but. third flipping post, it's like, come on. And, this and I'm whole, guilty um, of it, too. I've, I've oh, made reels using that audio. It's me, just, too. But here, okay, so here's the twist on this. Yeah, <clears> yeah. I think that now is the time, and Keith, before he even said it, I was thinking this in my head, is now there's no better time to be making good Long form content yep. on YouTube. All the people that were on Instagram on for Instagram that are annoyed are and there's, yeah, they're looking for something. And so if you're getting into that game, you can create it on Instagram too, but the, you're working against the algorithm. You know, the algorithm you, is going to want to push reels to you, to the other users. And I've noticed this as well. And guess what they're doing? They're manipulating the market. So if you think of like Instagram, yeah. like a stock market, right? They're manipulating it because you can make really great, a really great video post or a really great story, yeah. but nobody will see it. Your regular no. viewers won't see it because Instagram's going to say, hey, you know what? Here's the thing. We need to compete with TikTok. So we're going to really start yeah. pushing reels more. And then when you make a reel... Instead of getting a hundred views, you're going to get five thousand views, and and well, we're just going to keep pushing that. Yeah, yeah it just I makes mean, the, I, um, the creator want to make reels. Don't you agree? Hundred well, percent. I so I just got access to the reels bonus plays, which means Instagram pays you for views on your reels, right? So, yeah. uh, I think the quote that I got when I signed up was I could make 1200 bucks a month if I got 11.4 million, million views million in a, views. Yeah, in a I month. Got that same thing. I can and They um, told me like it was like I was in the 8.9 million view range when yeah. they sent me the same thing and I applied for it and, <laughs> and I was accepted into the program. I linked my bank account with Instagram and immediately, like within 10 seconds, got a denial that said that I had broken a community standards rule. They wouldn't That's, tell me which one. And uh, there was zero way to appeal the, I've, the I've decision. I've heard that, that there's no appeals or anything. So, I, yeah, I, it's weird yeah. to me. And then so I've heard- So did you get through? Like, are I they did. letting you do yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm up to like 20 bucks or some bullshit, you know? But, you know, so I hear- so a that of course I'm going to create reels. That's right? awesome. I'm, yeah, of course I'm going to create reels. Right? Why? Why not? Man, but here's the thing. So I started. Um, you know, a I, I hear all these guys on other podcasts. You know, big names in woodworking who are bitching that oh I'll never get 11 million views and blah blah blah. And you know, and I'm like. Fuck it. I'm going to sandbag the shit out of this because if I did Why hit not? 11 million views, they're going to raise the damn bar next month, you know? So I'm like, I'm going to post anyway, right? They've got me by the balls. I'm going to make posts anyway. So I might as well get a little money off of it and not force them to raise the bar on me, right? Because it's just going to be this perpetual cycle where I hit a mark, they raise the bar. I hit another mark, they raise the bar. You know, 
shit, if I get a hundred bucks this month, I'll be a happy camper. What the hell? It's a hundred bucks I didn't have for posts I was going to post yeah. anyway. <laughs> well, and I have, I have reels on there that have already hit two, three million views. So right, like, I right. feel like I would have been making some serious money if they would've. would just tell yeah. me the reason why I'm being yep. denied this. And I can't even, I don't understand. I know. Like what algorithm I mean, is it because I have knives in my content? Maybe that's it or whatever. But I, I just don't I know heard, how I broke um, the rules. Vintage Axe Works was saying he had a community guideline breach and it went back to a fucking comment he made in a live, like in a live stream. Yeah. And he was saying on the uh, Axe and Iron podcast that like... Literally, he made a comment, like, giving somebody some shit or something like that, and he said, like, the screen flashed, like, community breach or, you know, like, guideline uh, breach or something, and he said, like, fucking Instagram shut down on his phone, the whole nine yards, he's like, and since then, he said, he his growth has just been flatline stagnant. Yeah, yeah, well, that's happened to me on Facebook. Yeah. So I somebody made a comment <clears throat> about me building a forge, and then uh, it was one other thing. It was something else that was like kind of oh a foundry, like to build a foundry right. in my shop or whatever. And okay. um, I made the comment. I'd probably burn my shop down on accident if if I tried to build one. Oh, and they nailed and, you. Okay, so wow. I don't. I still don't know yeah. why this is inflammatory. And then the, the at the end <laughs> of the statement. Intended. Yeah. <laughs> and the, at the end of the statement, I used the like the laughing emoji. Right. So mm -hmm. but get this because it was in my own group. So it was in my DIY oh, boat grinders and machines like group. And I'm the moderator, admin, whatever. So Facebook promoting that kind of speech. Facebook. I mean, I had to go through three or four different appeals. Wow. to convince a human being to read the context in which, because it says, you know, when you go through the appeal process, it says something about, yeah. Yeah. well, this comment may be taken out of context and can someone read it? And then mm -hmm. that happened and then it still got dinged. So yeah. it's like, if you do this one more time, we're going to shut your Facebook down, including your group. And Holy I went, Christmas. Well, that's a 23,000 member They don't even give you an opportunity group. to like Nothing. give it to somebody or, you know. Well, like, that was just it. I wanted to delete the comment. They wouldn't yeah. let me. They took it off of the thing, you know, whatever. Wow. And I just was like writing back, like, I just disagree yeah. with this, but, you know, whatever. You know, for, for a group of people that they held controls, it that, like for, for a company and a group of people that controls free speech across the fucking world and gets to decide what's said and what's not, you know, they sure as hell don't a give you much. A computer can't choose this because it's yeah, not like, come contextual, on. you know, so. Yeah, I had a similar thing on uh, Amazon the other day. I went in to uh, review a product um, and, and I don't do it often, but I happen to, I happen to get a, a thing with something I bought recently and they're like, Hey, we'll give you 40 bucks for an honest to God review. We don't care if you give us one star, or which whatever. Which is illegal Just, by the way. Which is illegal. Yeah. Yes. And, but I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. And mostly I was like 40 bucks, checking 40 it bucks. out. I'm taking that. And, bucks. uh, but when I, <laughs> when I went to hit review, 
it goes, sorry, there, there, you, there has been suspicious review activity on your account, yep. and you're no longer allowed to review any products. You probably now, got put in the bucket with all the other people they paid to review that, and I think that's well, probably how you it ended might up have been. There. It might have been that, yeah, because it was for that specific product, right? Probably yep. what happened. But- so I appeal, you know, send in the appeal there. Amazon's a little bit better because you can get to a human more quickly, but I'm still going through that. And I'm like, I've only ever made like three reviews on freaking Amazon. And now you're holding me captive, you know, and I don't make a lot on affiliate dollars there yet, but it's, you know, another 20 bucks a month. So you start adding the twenties together and, you know, you get a little bonus pile every month. And I want that to grow, and that could stop me from growing, you know? Absolutely it's could. Yeah, so you have to be really careful now. So, like, now I've, I'm figuring it out. Like, well, I had, if I want to make a joke on Facebook, I have to, be like, careful. be very literal. Like, I can't be – you can't beat around the bush. You can't say things like, you know, burning something down, yeah. and, you know, or whatever. Yeah. You just can't do Which is it. hard, you know? Honestly, it's um, – You know what it is? Yeah. It's because of all of these assholes out there. Yeah. Who have who have literally just beaten the world down like me mm-hmm. when I was rebuilding my anvil. I got beat up right. quite a bit on It's the on trolls Facebook. that feed the, it's the, trolls. Feed the bullshit. My feelings were hurt immensely, Ben. I, uh, I can thinking only about imagine. seeing a therapist over this, but uh I, I would. And uh, send them the bill. Somebody messaged me and they're like, oh, I noticed you're not doing like, you know, as much social media as you usually do. Like, you, you know, like they want to check in me. And here, well, here's what I told them. I was like, well, I know it seems like maybe I got beat up during the Anvil thing, but I've like considered about like I've seriously considered John Norwood wrote me. He's like, you want to start World War Three? Post these videos in the Anvil's Facebook group. Yeah. And yeah. it will like literally just melt the Internet. And I thought, what are your about thoughts it, on it, that? Like well, pot stirring. I know I sent a text a couple uh, nights ago on a pot yes. stirrer. And, this is the and, segue. Yes. Yeah. So I, it, it can be done. Uh, I think you have to, I think you should probably re- like the, the link you sent me and the video yeah. that I watched. Yeah. That's just like blatant attention seeking right. trolling. And I personally think taking the negative road no matter which way you approach it is wrong yeah like you're right. not going to you're not going to gain any respect from anyone of oh, notoriety that, that yeah, particular or person lost all my respect all the wrong people are you're going to piss off all the wrong people yeah no, and, no, and a I lot guess, of the right people i mean you know yeah. you're pissing off everyone to put it in context for for everybody listening i won't i won't yeah, don't uh, say, his say name, the but. name, but but the there was a comment that was made or a post that was made, and somewhat humorously, but very seriously. And the first one, the first one that really caught my attention was when this person said, in this fake British accent, being you know a comedian, uh, that if ninety percent of your work has been done in your own garage. You have absolutely no right to criticize or critique the work that I'm doing here in my professional woodshop. Even if, even if it was purely (laughs) comic, wow, comic, or base in humor, it's not even funny. No, it it just like I don't. I think what 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 did on Instagram. 
Which yeah. is like so, everybody on Instagram works right, out of their garage. Right. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? So then, like, it's so then that so one, stupid. right? The next day, come comes back on, and he's like, he "I deleted the post. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I was not thinking. I apologize. I deleted the post. Uh, some folks helped me see the light. Whatever. Okay. So fast forward, maybe two weeks now, uh, and another post comes he doesn't up. Learn. And he says, you know, this time he's he uses more words. <laughs> you know, it's a longer post. It's out to sure. 30 seconds instead of 15, but more or less says the same thing, except he says, you know, hey, professional tradesmen, do not take advice from hobbyists, uh, woodworkers. You know, they will teach you the wrong things. They have nothing to offer. They know nothing. What? Um, you know, who you says need to be blanket statements. <laughs> he's like, like you need to be taking your advice and following and listening to professional tradesmen because they will teach you how to be efficient. They ben, will teach you how to do things correct. And I'm like, you and I both worked this in the trades, motherfucker. <laughs> you and I both worked in the trades. You and yeah. I both know that these guys working on these houses and they're doing they're work. Ninety-eight percent of them do not know what they're doing. So, exactly, like, they, they're all the we're all the same. We're you know we're approaching projects oh. from a material standpoint, a work There's standpoint, a bunch a labor of standpoint. Fucking Bob Vila clones out yeah, there running exactly. around doing trim carpentry. I'm Unless sorry. Unless you hire there a guy isn't. very specifically for like one task, like a plumber, yep. for instance, like you know a yep. guy who's certified or electrician. But yeah. a lot of these remodeler guys. They're just kind yeah. of a jack of all trades, you know, yep. and it's the Larry, Larry with like a ladder. That that's what I call him. Larry bought a ladder and a and a trailer, and now he's a carpenter. <laughs> Look you at know? you! Now you're making blanket statements. <laughs> Don't do this on well, Instagram. That's, you're I guess get that's, nailed. So there, I guess there was there was so I just I make oh, them it just fried me right. <laughs> you know, it was this like Jesus? And I'm thinking um, instead of. Making this has been my philosophy, I guess, in all of my social media endeavors. I have stayed so far away from that shit, and I've stayed away from commenting on that shit and and getting involved in those pointless internet debates. But this one, I think, you know, it's like instead of attacking hobbyist woodworkers, encourage professional woodworkers to create more fucking content. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like take that time and energy that you are putting into bad mouthing the content creators and bad mouthing the hobbyists and rally your carpenter buddies to create more and better content that you believe is more accurate and more helpful, you know, because that's what's, what's the only the, way to uh, overcome it. <laughs> what's the quote? A, a rising tide lifts yeah, raise, uh, raises all, all boats, ships or whatever. Ships, yeah. Yeah. And, and that, you know, that's not that, being the tide, you know, that's like the undertow. <laughs> exactly. That's that, that is the undertow. And that's, see, that's where I get to when you basically approach any situation online, there's two yeah. paths. You can choose like the positive educational path. You can, right. or there's actually three, you can ignore it completely. Yeah. Or there's four where you can just like stir the shit bucket and create all kinds of negative controversy. And I'll yeah. tell you what, the negative, see, you have kids, so you get this, right? Yeah. I'm sure your children went through a phase like this, mine did too, where it didn't matter what kind of attention, 
they were right. seeking oh, yeah. positive or negative. They wanted the attention. So when yep. I see somebody doing this, I think to myself, you're just doing this to like get it. Yeah. yeah you're kind of like a yep. toddler and you're, you're stomping just up wanting... the stairs. Right. You know, someone, like, someone said I'm something. Mad. To yeah, exactly. Oh, look at me. You suck. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. So here's the thing. Like so, you know, people and I started to realize this when I started gaining some traction with social media and getting more mm-hmm. eyes on my work. What I realized was when I joined up the the whole maker concept of wanting to be uh, like sort of a public figure and and yeah. um, inspire people and all that, I was doing it for the wrong reasons. Like I was attention seeking too. Like sure. I really wanted to like educate people. I wanted to be on camera. I really yeah. wanted to. Um, there has to be a side of you of all yeah, of definitely. us who do this. There it's has there. To, that, that side has to be there because at, the at times I like, can't find it. You know, like at times I really struggle to find that side. And when the I do, older you get my content sucks. I don't create content. You know, like I go dark. <laughs> well, but, that's yeah. because you're you've switched that off where you're like, I need to do certain things ahead of this. Yeah. And, you know, I make a lot of stupid, ridiculous attention-seeking content. Like, I just, you know, do funny reels or whatever else. And I, and I see it as entertainment, so I do it that way. But I also get a lot right. back from it. You know, I, yeah. I love talking to people and that, making them laugh. But yep. here's the thing. What I didn't realize was that it was going to transform the way I saw the world. And right. it was because once I had all those eyes on me and people were looking at my work, it made me want to be better. It made me want to do yeah. better for them and for myself and create better yeah. content and create better products. Point. So, you know, granted, when I first started, maybe my my goals were not in alignment. And, I, you know, I wish I had the foresight. I wish I would have been able to right. say, like, hey, I want to build a grinder and, you know, do metal work and, you know, change the world. But yeah. ultimately, the ego brought me to that place, and then it slammed me to the ground. You know, yeah. said like, "Put yourself in your own pocket. Do let your work speak for itself, yep. and you'll get all the attention you want." Or, and then at that point, you don't need it anymore. So you're just like, right. "Okay, whatever." And you just you just start doing it for the love of the work and the love of the people yeah. who are following your work. So like, it changed. You're for right. Me, you're right. You know? When you and I think. When you start out, and I, I, I don't hear this nearly as much, right? Uh, three, four years ago, I would hear when when someone was interviewed, you know, a content creator, say, was interviewed, even though I hate that term, but whatever. So if you'd hear somebody interviewed, they would say, you know, what's what's advice you could give to someone looking to create content and maybe make a career out of it? You would often hear them say, and I said it, countless times start with a goal right what's what's your goal for creating the content right are you like you said are you creating content to be entertaining to be funny to be uh you know whatever educational or are you creating content to inspire people you know are you creating content just to get more people making things or yeah or both or a combination of of something or do you just want to be a celebrity that's fine too you know if, if that's your goal but have that goal from the beginning and i've i was talking to oh gosh who was it uh wilder knives of alaska and i can't remember his name right now but um you know and i said recently uh, which is sort of, there's some irony in it because the time when I need it most, I've lost sight of that goal. 
You know, it's like, okay, sure. I've got time. I've got resources. I've got the ability now to really make a run at whatever the hell I want. Creating content, creating, That's you know, Josh uh, products, business. You know, or yes, Josh. Josh yeah. Endes. You know, I've got all of- his last name wrong. Uh, Josh, I know I butchered <laughs> your name again. I apologize. Great guy. Great. We were chatting about Alaska a bit and just so cool up there. But, you know, I guess to, to get back, I've got all the ducks in a row, right? But I found myself last week kind of getting gobsmacked by, you know, hey, dumbass, you forgot the target, you know? Yeah. Like, yes. what what's that target you're shooting for? And without a target- You'll, you'll just be all over the fucking place, you know? Yeah, the goal is right. You're absolutely right. You got to work backwards. And, you know, but yeah. the, the thing is, is your goal will shift over time. Oh, I know 100%. Percent. And, yeah. and I, some people just, you know, their goal is, I call it the smash and grab, is to make yeah. money. You know, like they want to yeah. go and make money. And my goal was never to make money. My goal was to just make things with my hands and then hope to God, people would watch me doing it and, you know, yeah. inspire others to get into their workshops and do all of that. And then it turned into what it is today, which is yeah. a, a completely different thing than I thought it would ever be, but it's some form of it. You know, yeah. it's like, a, and it's, it's a good to keep form it of that high level too. I think, you know, uh, I, I find myself getting too specific with the goal for what I'm trying to create, you know, like even with my content as I'm, you know, feverishly editing my last YouTube video for accuracy, <laughs> you know, like fretting <laughs> over every last fucking syllable, you know, I kind of pick my head up and I'm like, man, you, this is not sustainable. You, you, you will yeah, not yeah, be able right. to sustain this level of detail. Um, you know, and like my last video was on Z zeroing your, uh, Z height for your, your CNC. Right. And yep. went into the difference between zeroing from the machine bed and the material surface, you know, which can make a massive difference depending on the type of operation you're doing. But I mean, I, I made fucking slides to fit in there, you know, picture in picture and all this crazy, happy horseshit. And my final cut project looked like a damn, I don't even know. It had, you know, 12 layers of hell. <laughs> And like a Microsoft sales presentation? Yes, like Microsoft Project. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me ask you something. You know the video you made? I think it's the one before that where you yeah. used, um, uh, was it Parallels? And you were you were showing yes. people how to like a run. Okay. How well did, let me ask you something. Mm -hmm. How well is that video doing? Because it's very. really complicated. Yeah, not like very. When I, uh, okay. But let me it's, see. Like it's, not a, it's a very specific Oh yeah, totally. That you're yeah. asking people to, to Yeah, and I knew that when I put it out there. I was like, this isn't gonna do very well. Um, but that but see here's here's the thing about but, what you did with that video. Go ahead with your number if you have it. Uh yeah, right here. So right now, hundred and sixteen views. Okay, so it's not doing that great. But no. Here here's here's what you did do when you released that is you laid down the groundwork for someone to find your channel who is of sim has a similar interest. Right. That's, and I think that was, yep. Th that's to me, again, again, like when people watch stuff like that, it's a very specific thing. Like I've got a couple of yes. things I want to um, do as far as like fusion tutorials, but my channel's right. not fusion tutorials. So uh, I, I think like, God damn it, this would be so useful to somebody 
if yep. I could just show them and entertain them at the same time how to do this, yeah, it would be such a hit. But there's so few people that would watch oh, it or would ever need to watch it. I just don't make those videos. I so I hesitated, I, I, but yeah. Go well, ahead. I'm with you there, but I, I still think it needs to be made. Those videos need to be made, and here's the reason why: because I consider that evergreen content where yeah. people will find it years down the road, and yep. I have a lot of content like that too. So, yeah. uh, to and segue I, I, into what I'm working on right now, yeah, which is a YouTube it. video for the weekend, I yeah, am baby. working on yeah, and it's a little bit specific, but I think mm -hmm. it pertains to my audience, and it's very nerdy, and you'll like this. So and the, the the reason I asked you about your video is because I'm making something similar. I so in the grinder nice. community there is a VFD shortage for yeah. the preferred motor controller. And you can mm -hmm. already see where this is going. It's like very yeah. long winded, but the very very complicated. But this That's motor right. controller is ex now like basically extinct. They're they're out there, but they're you know one or two will pop up. They'll be very expensive. Yeah. And what it does is it converts a 110 single phase electrical outlet to run a 223 phase motor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the reason why you want to do that is so you can uh, control the very, you know, make it a variable speed yep. motor. Okay. And this is integral to somebody who doesn't have a 220 outlet in their garage or their, or their shop or whatever. Which is, and a if lot they want to build the revolution, a lot of people. So, I, you are, this is going to blow your mind. So I do an enormous <laughs> amount of research on VFDs yeah. and I'm always looking for alternatives. And I've mentioned this in my videos numerous times. If somebody could find me an alternative to the K-Back right. 27D, please get in contact with me. How hard are these fucking things to make? You know, like well, actually fabricate. I don't know. It's a pretty yeah. it's a pretty complicated device because it's a okay. phase converter. So yeah. number one, yeah. and then it also is a variable phase, uh, variable right. uh, uh, frequency c conversion as well. So it goes from zero to sixty hertz. So yeah. you know you now you're converting anyway. I won't bore every everybody. I didn't with know the, if the, it was the science like behind it. A it's very iron difficult. and an Arduino, you know, kind of thing. But it, it sounds might like be. much more. It might be, but you I've know, got that's, an uncle that is like a fucking electrician wizard i mean yeah he like does, the guy owns his own oscilloscope and stuff like that yeah, sure. like, he, yeah. and he does like that's who you massive uh factory uh electric you know uh whatever installations and stuff and he contracts to about a dozen different uh powder metal plants back home I, i'm gonna i'm gonna chat him up this summer and see well, let me tell you what I discovered. So, yeah. and I th these products have to be readily available. So, like if mm -hmm. I if I post a video about something, it yeah, you sell them sells out, out, right? Yeah. I sell them out. So, I found a distributor of a VFD that will do this, and I contacted yeah. them, and the VFD was like 115 bucks. So it was like okay. really affordable. Yeah. It still needed to be sealed. You know, it's it, okay. it, you can't yeah. just have it out in the open air. But, you know, through a, a, some modifications, like my, one of my videos where I put it in an ammo can and all right. that, it, you know, yep. you can get around this. So I, I'm on, and, but I contact the manufacturer and they're like, yeah, we make like two or three of those a month. Like they're like, <laughs> there's, they, they have basically two or three on Amazon at but a time. They knew and that's they it. could sell a thousand. 
Well, that's what I told him. I was like, well, we need, you know, to pump pump up your numbers a little bit because yeah. I think we could sell pump like 100 or 200. Now. Yeah, pump up the jam. <laughs> and they're like, well, you know, n- this isn't really possible right now with COVID and supply Fuck chain you, problems. COVID. And this, Don't and give this me is that the, bullshit. <laughs> by the way, this is the reason why the K-Back is out of stock everywhere because the, there's specific components that make these circuit boards and i don't know what it is but there's a short shortage of them globally yeah. i'm on so then i'm searching through amazon and if you type in 110 single phase to three phase 220 conversion vfd you're gonna find absolutely nothing i mean yeah. that's just a too long of a stretch and do you of, find uh, query. like the average person i was talking about this with christy the other night because i i don't know what it is but I, I feel like I'm pretty good at searching the internet. You can be bad yes. at searching the fucking you internet, you know? You can and be bad at it. Yeah. So I, I feel like people, even if you just did the search work for people, it's helpful. <laughs> well, that's well, that's what I do, you know, with the projects that I put out is I find yeah. all the stuff and I make it super simple to locate the stuff. Now, the problem right. is, is I'm so good at that. I sell these, right. these vendors. To, they don't have enough stock. Yeah. And the motors are always out of stock. Like everything's out of stock because people are building revolutions, you know, like a yeah. lot of revolutions. So I'm like, well, so you talk to these, gr- these people, these people could not assist me. So I yeah. started digging into the VFD market on Amazon and I came across one that looked exactly like this other manufacturers, but it didn't have the label on it that said uh, 110 to 220. And I'm like, God, it's exactly the same right. thing. It looks be, the right? same. It looks, looks like the fish. same. Everything's the same. All the the photos and the stickers on it and yep. everything. And, you know, and it turns out that this other company I was working with was a reseller. They were like, uh-huh. uh, they were not same. the actual manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And how I found this out was I was reading through the reviews of this oh. VFD. And in down stuck way down into the reviews, someone mentioned I on accident wired this up one ten and it worked. Uh-huh. So it is and I the was same. Like, Wait a minute, because yep. when you get the instructions for the one ten version, it doesn't mention one ten. It only uh-huh. mentions two twenty. But there's a sticker on it that says one ten. And I'm like, huh. So, and get this, this other VFD isn't $115, it's $72. Oh, no shit. So, same fucking thing, basically. This company is buying them from that guy, marking them up, doubling the price, and selling them on Amazon. (laughs) So, I ordered it, and I get it in, and it's the exact same model isn't that funny see that's weird about amazon right is yeah i don't know how that works in the whole amazon world but it's very often right where you'll see one product for 24 different prices and i don't know how i don't obviously amazon doesn't do any well not only that they're they're just they're just buying them from the same factory in china and then Mm -hmm. they're they're either doing f BA, which is fulfillment by Amazon, right. or they're just drop shipping. They're just uh, doing the um, what do they call yeah. that? Where you, um, yeah, that's a uh, so, business model now, right? Yeah. Oh, it, it is, and everybody's doing it. So this guy that I've been buying these VFDs from is banking sixty bucks on each transaction, yeah. 
Yep. And I thought, think to myself, and probably okay, doesn't know jack all about electricity. They about, must you know, know something because okay. they were the only one that had it listed as the 110 the right to 220 okay. conversion. The other ones, they don't mention it at all. Yeah. So um, huh. arbitrage, that's the word I was looking for, arbitrage, okay. uh, where you buy something from yes. somebody else and then flip it and drop ship it. So arbitrage. Yep. And, and, here, and here's the thing. I think about this all the time. Like, I need to be able to make the gear readily accessible to my customer. Otherwise, yeah. they're not going to want to build my machine. Right. It's just that simple. Yep. This global shortage stuff, the supply chain problems Murder. are creating guys like me who are just really, like, I just never gave up at yeah. looking and just digging and figuring this out. And then on top of that, I have to then buy one. I have to put it in, yeah, in use. I have to run it for a while. Right. So here's what I did. I hooked it up to my lathe. It ran fine. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm making a YouTube video that will come out this Saturday about hooking it up to my grinder. And nice. then also I am coupling this with a 3D printed, and I did some video of this on Instagram a while back, of a 3D printed VFD control mount like a nice. thing that you clip it into yeah. and i go through the process of what it's like to design something in fusion i don't get too in depth because i'll lose awesome. everybody but we i basically took the mount that was a part of this vfd and mm -hmm. that that did, does not come with it. So like a, this little faceplate pops out. It comes so they, like a they don't, bare hard drive or something. It, exactly. There's nothing around it. So if you want to enclose it, you have to build your own. So I, of course, took the time, built it in Fusion, and then 3D printed it. Yep. And it came out so good. I can't find anything nice. wrong with this thing. It's so perfect. It looks so good. So I, That's And then, awesome. of course, I'm saddling that up with the sponsorship that I got from the 3D yeah. printing company. Yeah. So perfect. I'm tying it. That's why I asked you about that video because the video I'm making is it's, very, very it's nerdy specific, and specific. You know, but it yeah. also, I guess, when I put it out there, I had talked with the folks at ShopBot about it before – uh, before I even made the video, you know, and I said, I got a big, you know, big time nerdy video. I said, but I think folks who uh, aren't afraid of tech and even ShopBot themselves, they were interested in it as well. Uh, that ability to tap cloud-based computing resources is so easy today. And I don't think people realize it at all. Um, so, if you need infinite compute power, right, it's literally about 12 clicks away and it's so easy to understand now. So there's that whole community I wanted to kind of tap a little bit. But then also I hear all the time folks will get a CNC router and A, the leading software for uh, doing cam work on it to generate G-code is either Fusion or it's uh, VCarve, Vectric VCarve Pro, or Aspire yeah. if you're doing true 3D carving. VCarve is not specific to a it's, machine, or it's is Windows it? only, and their but, I mean, license when I say doesn't machine, state. I mean, like, yeah, I mean like to the CNC router itself, right? No, like you can use no, it with any. Okay, any. So they have post processors. So they have post processors right. for just about every. Um, every CNC router out there. Gotcha. Some use proprietary, you know, tech for their G code reader. 
Um, ShopBot has their own part file, which is basically G-code with a little bit of spice in the headers uh, is all. But um, others get a little more proprietary. So they have the post processors there. So you just basically tell it what machine you have, and then it will make sure that it writes the G-code in the proper you know, fashion. Sure. Um, sure. And then I can't find anything, and I've reached out to Vectric about this uh, in terms of their licensing, you know, because at times you'll run into that with software where it's like, okay, well, you can only license it for one computer at a time. Um, and so, right. you know, technically I'm running it on two machines. It's the same way. I have yeah. it on two machines, but it's not And not then you think like, right, okay, I just deployed it to an AWS instance of Windows and I could have infinite users oh, on yeah, that, yeah. right? Because it's Good Windows point. Server, so sure. I could create a hundred users, <laughs> you know, and sell VCar views <laughs> by the hour. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's, so like it, it gets <laughs> it gets a little gray, you know. But, I would say that's very gray. <laughs> yeah. The uh, but the biggest challenge. So, I see so a what, cease and desist in your future. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so what prompted me to do this was. I only have one Windows computer, and that's the computer that came with my ShopBot. But when my ShopBot's running on a carve, that computer needs to be connected via USB port to sure. the ShopBot. So that computer is occupied. And ShopBot, at least in their control software, I don't know if it's the same for like Shapoko or these other ones, but with ShopBot, you literally cannot leave the ShopBot control software program. It, it locks the mouse oh, on the stop button. So you can't even multitask. <laughs> right. I mean, you can do, what is it, Alt-Tab and switch to another program, you know, and, and get around it. But they want they want your mouse locked on the stop button. So if you tap the mouse, the okay. machine stops. So that computer's just out of commission, right? And I've gotten so used to designing in VCarve. I do my design work there now because... Oftentimes I'm just doing simple 2D carves and it's just a great little program, but I wanted to be able to do it, you know, on my Mac. So I could remote desktop into that computer, but that got to be a pain in the ass because again, it's running a carve and this and that. And then I thought, man, it'd be really sweet to be able to do, the, you know, some shit on the iPad. And then that led me to Amazon Web Services, which I'm familiar with through a number of different projects I've done you know, in, in the former life building wildfire apps, but sure. it's, it's pretty, pretty phenomenal. You know, I'm running a, it is two virtual CPUs, eight gigs of Ram, uh, 30 gig, uh, hard drive space. And I'm running it for about eight to 10 cents an hour, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah, Which, that's stupid what, cheap. When you get down to it, it's like, it probably even backs if, itself up too. Right. So oh, like, yeah, you can restore the whole bit. and, yeah, you can do it all, you know, and and so when I looked at it, you know, it's like I I might need it for an hour here and there. Most of the time, it's off. It's not costing me a penny, uh, you know. And then when I want it, it's there, and I don't use it a lot. But what's amazing is how quick it is. Not only just compute wise, but through a remote like the desktop and stuff. Yeah. yeah, you know, you just use a Microsoft remote desktop, uh, the app, either on the Mac or on the iPad. And now with the new iPad OS, you can hook up a keyboard and a mouse and 
you're driving a Windows computer on your freaking iPad just like it's normal. So have you, <laughs> you know? run VCarve and run a cut on the shop? I haven't yet? run a cut. No. I, so I'll just keep my actual physical laptop as the cut machine. You know, so I it'll yeah. it'll do that. And then if I if I get in a bind or I want to do some design work, like the other day, I have like three or four different jobs that I'm that I'm working with similar deadlines and I needed to be able to be designing while it was carving, you know, for the next cut. And, uh, so I just fired it up on the iPad and it was awesome. I mean, it awesome. doesn't miss a beat. Really cool. It's funny that you bring this up because I've been shopping for, um, like, a entry level. I, <clears throat> honestly, I don't really know what I'm shopping for, but yeah. I am looking for a cnc not a not a wood nice. carving cnc but uh yeah like a tormach or a haas or something yep. i have uh i started thinking about what about the wazer uh, wazer's good but it's only 2d a lot of these okay. like the yeah. tormach yeah. is uh even has a fourth access or yeah access, so you can um i have you know, not played do... with mine yet and i've got one for my shop bot the the uh, yeah, attachment. you've seen, so you know what I'm talking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's that thing that turns while you can cut and stuff, so it adds the fourth axis. So well, cool. you know, you're looking at like thirty freaking grand for one of these new for metal, I mean, yeah. And that, and I'll tell you though, thirty at thirty thousand dollars, it doesn't even do everything you really want it to do. No, you know. So, but I need it for prototyping. Like Mostly aluminum steel. Or, or steel, you're doing steel for Mostly sure. Mostly steel, yeah. And and um, you know, looking into machining parts and making yeah. things that I that would otherwise take me a long time to do by yeah. hand. So here's and something so I why. was here's something I was playing was I was wondering this morning, uh, you know, out here in the shop at the ass crack of dawn. These are the things that go through your mind. It always has seemed to me. So you've got all these hobby-grade CNC routers, right? Uh, ShopBot's probably a step above a hobbyist grade in terms of pricing and and uh, rigid rigidity. You know, it's a stout fucking machine. I mean, sure. it's it is beef. It's got and brand new. That's what fifteen k. Yeah, like depending on how how you outfit it, um, I would say ten to fifteen. Uh, fifteen being with like a tool, an automatic tool changer. So you could mount sure. up, you know, eight or ten tools, and it will go grab whatever tool it needs. Um, but it's so beefy, right? It's lead screw driven, and so each axis has its own motor controlling that axis. Whereas uh, Shapeoko's and some of the others uh, are belt driven, and so you have one motor drives several axes, kind of thing, you know. Sure. Um, it always seems to me, and maybe, and I have done no research, this is just speculation, but it always seems to me that the one limiting thing that prevents it from being a metal machine is the spindle. The spindle just goes too flipping fast, you know? That and rigidity. So, yeah. like the, so what I've heard is there's a lot of these desktop CNCs that will, that technically say you can do steel. Yeah. The, the downside but they, is they can't is hold they a flex. tolerance. Yeah. So that's where yeah. I think the, you know, something like the ShopBot, it has an aluminum extruded bed, which is, you know, incredibly stout. You could easily replace that with a metal bed. No problems. You know, uh, it, the aluminum extrusions 
basically bolt down to the frame itself. The frame's all metal on the dang thing. A lot of the hobbyist grade machines, they just sit on top of a table, right? Sure. And so yeah. That's the that's I thought a big about that limit. too. You can get these that'll cut steel. These, yeah. Uh, you know, I think a shop bot could if you got a, a stout. Like I got a one horsepower spindle. It'll uh, do and it, it, but I think it takes a long time because the amount of passes. Yeah, it can't handle like a deep cut pass. My, my right. Other th- my other thought was like get like a bridge port, like a. New I was gonna mill, say yeah, for like a hand or, and put a digital readout on it and uh yep. and a um, what do they call that an auto feed. Yeah, but I, I mean I think. But you still I have to, to be learn. there, right? You still have to That's be it. there holding its hand. Like, well, it's like now the that shaper, I see what I can do uh, with origin. 3D printing, I'm yeah. like, like you know, what about from that Form Labs fucking thing I sent you? Form man? Lab is ridiculous. I Holy think Jocko has a bunch shit. of them. I'm like, yeah, they're really expensive though. I think they're I like know. twenty grand or something like and that. And tech like that, Jack and I were talking about that last night because he, um, they're making. Uh, soda bottle rockets for science now here's the end of the year so we were out here sewing a sewing a damn rocket parachute out of canvas last night at no, nine the desktop versions <laughs> yeah the desktop version is 11k so that's okay not too bad. yeah you know i think the tricky part with with uh 3d printing tech is it's still so rapidly developing you know yes. it's like their their school got three MakerBot uh, 3D printers five years ago. And Jack's like, we got access to it and it's like the best 3D printer ever. And I said, it was five years ago. (laughs) 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 I said, I'm not knocking it, it. bud. And it's a great, you know, it's a great 3D printer. uh, But for a quarter of the price today, you know, you can get uh, thinner uh, layer uh, thicknesses and speed and everything else. You know, it's just amazing. Well, the, uh, the printer that was uh, given to me by Longer. Yeah. They, it's a great printer, by the way. It's a great printer. It's like a, basically an Ender Creality, whatever, Creality That's Ender, what I've got, the Ender 3. Ender 3. It's essentially yeah. that. It's like a clone of that. And yeah. and now- Taller, to right? give you a, It's taller. It'll do 400 millimeters. The, the, but the thing is, so- uh, probably in 2012, 2013, I got, I gained access to 3d printing by yeah. a, a company that sent me one and, um, and, and it, it was really tough. Like it didn't work yeah. right. You know, oh, most of yeah. the time there was a lot of issues. This thing, you plug this stupid thing in, basically they ship it to you. It's like six bolts. You bolt it together and it goes together really easy and you use Cura, Ultimaker yep. uh, software to free. slice your... Yep. Nice yeah, it's free. Easy. It's easy to use. And there, I don't know if you saw, but they released a beta version. And uh, it's called... You know, it's the fifth version. So it's version yep. five. And it has this feature built into it called lightning feature. And what it does is, <clears throat> if you're a 3D printing guy, <clears throat> excuse me, it is it basically takes and calculates all your uh, stress points in the yeah. piece and it says, well, you don't need a whole lot of rigidity in this one spot, so we'll reduce the it's amount so of, cool. you know, it is very cool. That so speeds it reduced, up so much because normally you're did. just making like a waffle grid across everything, everything. right? And, and, and I, I print a lot of stuff so that long. needs support, right? Yep. So the supports take a long time. Yeah. But so anyway, this thing works right out of the box. It's just stupid easy to use. So I started using that and I started realizing like, 
I'm missing out on a ton of potential for product development by not owning a CNC machine. Yeah. And I think, you know, my plasma CNC is great, but and look what I've done with it. I mean, you know, I prototyped yes. the revolution by yeah. hand, but then all the parts that came after that were all done on the plasma CNC. It's and a trick. I could though. not rapidly prototype without that machine. Right. It's a trick, I think, because I'm starting now down that road a little bit recently. And to tie back into the reels conversation, Mark, our buddy, uh, Mark Vandersander reached out to me and he's like, man, every post I see you in, you're just looking healthier and healthier. And I started laughing and I said, yeah, that's because my last six posts were from three years ago. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I downloaded. So what I did with this Reels bonus is I'm like, well, all right, fuck it. I'll go back and get my most viral posts ever and, repost and them. download them, not just repost, but actually download them, do a little bit more edit. You know, put some sexy music Love from the it. new Reels interface and posted them. That stupid jig for aligning your sanding disc onto your sander, yeah. every fucking time I have posted that, it just goes viral. And it I did it. for the fourth time now. It just <laughs> shot to the moon. Um, I should start sending you my Reels. <laughs> you can start banking yeah. in on some of this stuff when you right? can start making some money. Hell yeah. Um, but so as part of that, it, it was actually kind of cool because going back through my content, right? And I don't know if folks have ever done this, but I've got almost a thousand posts on Instagram. I've got 900 and, and some posts nice. up there. And man, it's kind of a cool trip down memory lane. But it also, I didn't go to do this with the intent to find new products, but I feel like I have, you know, and I'm like, Shit, I could make that jig and sell it. I could make that jig and sell it. Hell, why don't I make that jig but out of brass, you know, or something sexy? Um, so now I'm starting to play around with designing things that I had previously 3D printed. Now I'm designing them to be cut on the shop bot. And I, I think it opens doors so quickly. It's like terms, any other tool, right? You employ yeah. it. And it and it opens doors for you. Yeah. And I know it's a lot of money, and it just it. But, but it, for me, it, it feels like I could just I could take pretty much every tool that I've spent a lot of money on has yeah. paid for itself in like six months. I would wonder with you um, if it wouldn't be worth investigating like a a, a bigger, large format CNC. Yeah. Um, if I had the room, I I, I know that. Right now, I'm in the process of drawing my shop up in CAD and putting all the essential items, you know, like, and so I can start, you know, playing around with the layout in here. And it's just like, oh, the walls are closing in on me, you know. Oh, tell me uh, about it. But hey, Ben, (laughs) all right. So listen, uh, we are almost an an hour hour in. in, And if you can believe it, we are almost an hour in. I want to give a huge shout out to uh, Lawrence Lake over at MaritimeKnifeSupply.com for supporting our work here at the Work For It podcast. If you are a maker and you make anything, go to go to Lawrence's website, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Maritime MaritimeWifeSupply. Maritime 
Yeah. <laughs> get, get yourself a new wife. <laughs> and figure out what he's got Lawrence there because he'll make all, anything. Baby. He's got it all. And he is in Canada. You could take advantage of the USD to Canadian uh, or Canadian to USD exchange rate and have it shipped over the border. I do this all the time. It comes quick, fast, and cheap. Uh, Ooh, and yeah. you, I was always taught that you couldn't have all three, but Lawrence, Lawrence has somehow figured that out. Man, he and, brings uh, in so much stuff. I saw you just got a big load of metal powders. Did you see that? Like I did see tons. that. And, and here's here's some uh, breaking news. Breaking news. Right here. You heard it here first on the Work For It podcast. Reporting live. Reporting live. Lawrence Lake. Lawrence, Lawrence Lake of Maritime Knife Supply will be at Blade Show 2022, oh. Atlanta, Georgia. Nobody's going to recognize that guy. He better wear it. I don't even know what he looks shirt. like, to be honest. I know. To, it's awesome. To, I think yeah, he should stay anonymous like what, like AVE, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Just wander around. Nobody, I don't that's know the whole that point. Everybody needs to know who he is. Right. <laughs> So uh, oh, Lawrence, yeah, put a photo phone. of yourself up on your on your Instagram or something, so we know who we're looking for. He'll right. ultimately find me, I'm sure. But uh, awesome. yeah, so Lawrence will be at Blade. Uh, Brian Cohn will be at Blade. The the list Hell is so yeah. long. And so I've speaking got. Speaking of, uh, oh, go, go ahead. I was just gonna say I've got two projects for Blade that I I need to talk to you because I'm I'm gonna try to ship them to you if that works. Because B Cone's traveling light with a carry on. And if you have room for just a small apron sized mm. box, that mm, might, mm-hmm. might work. Maybe Am I a delivering couple this aprons. to somebody? Special? Potentially, potentially okay. somebody's. B Cone's got, uh, B Cone shipped some hats my way. So I am uh, stamping his logo on some leather patches and going to stick them on some hats for him. Sure. I am feverishly working on Dennis Tyrell's apron, so I'm hoping that he can wear that in his booth for the for the Blade Show. Oh, I like and it. There might be might be a few other goodies I'll slide in that box. I get to hand deliver his apron to him. Oh, you know, yeah. What I should do is I should completely disrobe and put on that apron yes. and walk up to his booth <laughs> Just butt with ass my ass naked. hanging out. <laughs> And just wearing that apron and be like, here's your apron, and then take it off and hand it to him and watch the look on on his face. Like, here, try this on. Oh, you might have to wash the uh, the lower half. Yeah. Oh, sorry, a few stains there, but they'll they'll wipe off. (laughs) They'll come out. All right. Speaking of stains, this inside pocket's awesome. Oh, it's the the mind, the, the brain inside of my head sometimes just wonder, like my mouth and my brain, they're not connected. It's just, it's the perfect sleep for about a half inch punch. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that pencil pouch you were talking about earlier, yeah. how it should oh, fit a pencil? You put that in the perfect spot. <laughs> All right. So get uh, this. Yeah. 58 people. Are now contributing. my mind. Man. 58 awesome. people are now contributing on Patreon. You beautiful, lovely, wonderful smelling people over at oh, Patreon are giving us the financial fuel to continue this podcast and also go do things like Brian Cohen. Yes. Some of his trip was funded by the patrons. Which this is, is awesome. huge. 
Thank yeah. you so much. And I'm going to read your names off right now. Marcus over at MW Steelworks. Mark Vanderwerf, the Vander Sander man himself of 118 Blades. Oh, yeah. Justin he was on Miller. the Hustle and Grind recently, by the way. Oh, he was? Oh, cool. I have to Audio is just shite, but still good to uh, hear Mark on there. Good, good, good. Justin Miller of Florida Man Forge. Devin and Dustin O'Hara of The Art of Craftsmanship. Noah Bloomberg of Entiot River Forge. Michael Nye. Jamie the Jamie Squid. <laughs> Jamie Blow. Eric at Overall Makerworks on Instagram. Overall Makerworks is all one word. Go check out Eric. I am on the second page. Bob Ryan. Bring him, Kendall. Scott Wilkerson at Phoenix Works. Keith Drennan at Blackthorn Concepts. Bob at Shed underscore 72. Brian Hooten of Hooten Knives. Jason Moss, our man in Texas. Mark LeBlanc. He's Papa underscore Hatch underscore Axe on Instagram. Ken Kimna, Crafty Man Forge. James Hunsberger of Hunsberger Knives. Cardoso Knives in Portugal. KnifeMaterial.at. Moonshine Leatherworks. Brian Absher. Working Hands Podcast, Ryan Coakley, Carol, Carol Ann Jeanette Racine, Oxford Blade Company, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, BexArmory.com, that's Richard Beck over at BexArmory.com, Jared Weaver at Weaver's Custom Metalworks, and his Instagram is Master of Metal Manipulation, that's all Ooh. one word, Ooh. Leon Shanks of Two Birds Blade Works, Dennis Terrell, Shanks. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Terrell, uh Terrell uh Terrell Knives. Uh is it Terrell Knife Works? Terrell Knife Instagram. Works, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. Thomas Moberg at TMO Knives. Donnie Dulovich, our man in Florida. <laughs> Maximus Donnie. Knives. Neil over at Maximus Knives. Trox Claire Custom Cutlery. Echo Blades. Mr. Jared Echo, Echo Blades out of Echo, the West Coast. <laughs> Nate Wapole <laughs> of Walrus Steel. Zach Byrne of Bird and Blades. Full Steam Designs by Chris Powell. Matthew on the Angel. Working Hands recently. Yes, he was, was awesome. on that episode. At ad.knifeworks. That's Matthew Angel. Wesley Crumb, Forge and Fire Champion Wesley Crumb. Benjamin Mullins. <laughs> Matt Bicker at DIY Europe. He's my Holland guy who's building my revolutions in Europe. Justin Yahima, Toby Mural of UK Knife Maker Supplies, Jeremy Balabal, Ira Houseward, the second Forged and Fire champion. Jeremy, Jer We're in good company. Balabal, Ira Houseward. Reaper Metalworks. I appreciate you, Reaper yeah, Metalworks, for the shout out. That was out. awesome. That was a huge shout out. I love that. Um, Chris Larson at the Midnight Dash Maker. So midnight-maker.com. That's Chris Larson. Njord artisan eric andrews at sour wood creations todd harrington which is th blades kyle daly of kh daily knives adrian Briel. these uh, okay so adrian was our our last one our two last ones last week was adrian Briel, and adrian is with two a's in the middle so it's at a d r i a a B-R-I-E-L underscore Forge. And he's in okay. South Africa, I believe. Oh, sweet. Lando Novak over at the Abstract Blacksmith. And our, our three new uh, patrons <clears throat> for this week is Don Kirshner, Woodland Iron, which is Tony. Tony. From the Working Hands podcast. Tony Woodland Iron. And Timber Tiger Forge, Mr. Chris Magnus. 
of Timber Tiger Forge, now Ooh. supporting us at the, at the uh, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash work for it. If you're interested in supporting us for as little as $1 a month, you too can get a shout out and Ooh. send yeah. some of us off to certain places on the planet where maybe you could meet us or hang out you with just us never or know. whatever. You'd never yeah, know. So we just start chatting you about guys. the old uh, Maker Camp this fall. Like this yeah, I'm going to be going to Maker Camp. By the way, I'm going to I'm going to do my damnedest to get there because um, just the timing of it all works in my mind anyway. Works pretty well. Don't tell my wife, but it, it works well in my mind um, <laughs> to yeah. be back east for hunting season and Maker season and Thanksgiving yes. season and all that. We've been looking at flipping plane tickets for christmas and my god it's like rape right now yes. it's like eight well it's too early and, yeah they they fluctuate honestly typically we will buy our plane tickets <clears throat> for christmas in like may or june that's when we found like historically the best deals but right now with all the bullshit in the world it's just a flipping nightmare nightmarish I was, uh, yep. I, I don't, I don't plan that far ahead. I still don't even have my tickets to go to Colorado, but, um, yeah, I don't try to, but my wife and her, her mother are like planning my family. It's funny. We're like oil and water. Her family plans, you know, what they're going to eat for dinner the next three weeks. And my family, it's like, uh, what do you want to do today? <laughs> this is why you're good together. Exactly. Spontaneity. <laughs> Yeah, Ben, exactly. I don't know if I told you about this, but um, just this week, actually, I almost ended up in the ER. And uh, no, because because I swallowed accidentally swallowed some Scrabble tiles. Oh, yeah. It, weirdest thing ever. But uh, turns out my next trip to the toilet, it could spell disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, didn't I? I got you. You thought I was oh, yeah. really going to the ER because I ate Scrabble for, tiles. For the first half For a two second. seconds. You believed it. That's oh, the dad joke. The Said, <laughs> sent to us from Steve, my buddy Steve Grillet. I think I'm saying your name right, right Steve. Steve Grillot. Maybe he's French. Grillot. And uh, he sent that one to us. It says, I accidentally swallowed some Scrabble tiles. My next trip to the toilet could spell disaster. I love funny. All right, switching gears. We've talked about a lot of stuff. See, Brian's yeah. not on the show now. Now it's like, you know, not that he talks that much. He needs to talk more. I agree. He does. And that was, What's yeah. going on with him? It, it, um, what was it? <laughs> on the, oh, it's on the episode with Jimmy, right? Where he's like, well, I didn't want to interrupt. It's like, dude, come on. Know. Yeah. Everybody yeah. loves Brian so much. And, uh, Man, he's just a, such a, a good great, dude. Great addition to the show. So, yeah. uh, so but let real switch real quick. Switching into um, what we've got going on to the shop. I know I talked a little bit about the YouTube video that I'm making. The other yeah. thing that I've been heavily, heavily spending a lot of time on is efficiencies. Trying to figure out, nice. you know, where I'm going to, uh, how I'm going to finish this forge project because yeah. uh, the forge project hit a little bit of a snag with a supply chain problem. And maybe one of the listeners yeah. would have a, an answer, and I'll, I'll, I'll throw this out there. So I purchased ceramic fiberboard from this company called Lynn Manufacturing, and it's basically ceramic fiberboard. Mm -hmm. What it is is, if you can imagine, like a, it looks like a ceiling tile. 
you know, yep. like like what you would put in yep. a drop ceiling. But it's made out of ceramic fiber. It can sustain like temperatures up to 2,600 degrees. It's three quarters of an inch thick. It doesn't have to be that thick. Okay. And um, and so I can get this, but the price, like even since I've purchased it, like tripled. Like it, it, it basically made the Forge project almost like yeah. not worth doing because it was uh. just like so expensive. So I started redesigning the Forge thinking I could remove that from so this shit the goes design. on the inside or it goes okay so if, if you're looking at the shell it's the next layer in so it's okay. like it's like steel then this and then yep. the other stuff so and what it does is it protects the steel from getting too hot it, you know, it, yeah. you know the, the insulating fire bricks do warm up and you want something right. between those and this and the wall of the forge and this was a yeah. recommendation from Mark Krause, and he's built so many forges. The guy knows what he's talking about. Like he's like, it doesn't yeah. have to be three quarters of an inch thick. He's like, just something there it could be even an eighth of an inch. I reached out to Lynn Manufacturing, and I said, I told him who I was, and you know this, what I do, and I got no response. It was like crickets. I basically mm. wanted them to create a package that was pre-cut for this kit. So yeah. like you just because what was happening was in order for me to buy this stuff. I had to buy huge pieces of it and then cut yeah. them back. And then I had all this waste, you know, you have yep. all this leftover stuff. Yeah. Whereas man, that happens to me so much. So honestly. much. Right. But they could cut this stuff at their factory. I'm assuming. And they could sell it like even on Amazon, they have an Amazon store. So okay. I was like, well, you could, I could just point people. It would be, I would not uh, take any, uh, money from it i would just put the link on my site so when they buy the kit from me they would go to immediately to buy all the other stuff from amazon they'll buy it through yeah. you right well i don't know you know if i'm even emailing the right place yeah but, you never know you right? know yeah. who knows but mm -hmm. i didn't hear back so th this is like a thing because just those like four pieces of ceramic fireboard fi fiberboard were close to 200 dollars. whoa now, just four pieces of that so and is I'm there like, well, that's not other shit to use? Well, that's why I'm asking because I don't know. There's <laughs> so what Mark, is it? <laughs> Mark I guess. had used asbestos. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Back in the of day, of course he did. And, <laughs> yeah, and so I'm like, well, we're not doing oh, I that. I just fired so. up a cigar and I'm just packing my fours yeah. with asbestos. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, well, maybe <sighs> there's another avenue here, or maybe so there's this something I'm not thinking of. This isn't like so. Is this the fireproofing or like the heat? It's not really. It's reduce, just a heat. It's yeah, yeah. It's just basically to keep the heat off of the steel to like okay. keep the steel from so from, that you're not gonna like have a frying pan uh, on the right, outside because the yeah. exactly so the the insulating fire and break, keep heat in right yeah exactly it helps keep heat in the basically what they use this stuff for is like fireplace surrounds yeah you know things that get like really hot that need like a flexible like the stuff i bought wasn't flexible because it was three quarters of an inch thick but they do make this stuff in like a mat like it comes okay. in a roll Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just thinking like I somebody's got to know something that I don't. Yeah. I mean, there's like and, you need to and, find and I know a like of, a heat some treater. Some people are going to well, I'll ask my father-in-law if he knows any. Maybe ideas. he knows. The the thing is is people will tell me like kale wool. Yeah. Kale wool comp compacts and it will eventually just okay. thin itself out. I don't I need this the reason why the ceramic fiberboard is attractive is because you can set stuff on it and it doesn't 
get any flatter. It just stays yeah. that thickness. Yep. Kale wool will will eventually it's just more like Pink Panther insulation kind of exactly, stuff. exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I hit a major huh. snag that that yeah. made this thing not, like not worth building. I mean, maybe may, a bunch of people asked me what I had in on this when I bought all the stuff. I think I've got like six hundred dollars into it. Okay, so I'm like, well, okay, that's doable. Like if we can figure out how to get the metal cut cheap and we can you know all of that it's definitely doable there's markup in there for sure people would be because i was talking to a couple of builders or smiths and they were saying like you know that's like a two thousand dollar forge you built there like you know that's an expensive forge that's what people pay for something like that and i'm like okay all right so that's good of course we wouldn't charge that for a kit but you know i gotta have some margin in there to make it worth my while to like assemble all this stuff well immediately i ran into this supply chain problem with the, the ceramic so yeah. hopefully that'll get resolved and maybe one of you guys listening has an idea for me i, I do need gotta to be out something out there right i mean it's it There's seems common enough um or maybe I'm yeah. just not looking at the in the in the right place you know I'm, true you know maybe when there's you a type better in ceramic fi- there's like three places in the u.s that make this and okay uh, lion yeah. there's like the two big ones are in the uh northeast there's one in pennsylvania there's one in connecticut Okay. So, yeah, I it's think funny how that happens, right? Like um, drywall is similar to to that thing uh, where there are literally only like two or three drywall producers in the country. And so I can remember being in construction and we would get to the, you know, phase where we're hanging, hanging uh, drywall and prices would change daily. You know, because the the damn market was so controlled by these groups. And I think it came down to there was, you know, like three, maybe four manufacturers, but they were owned essentially by two companies, you know. So you had like just two people bashing it out, constantly price gouging each other and all that shit. It raced to the bottom. Yeah. This this happens all the time. Yeah. It sucks because what ends up happening is is the, the old smashing grab. You know, oh, this yeah. business model is really tough because you you end up the customer is the one that's that suffers because people think yeah. like they think, well, oh, it's, I'm getting it cheaper. You know, these two people <clears> are like competing. Well, then you get. But you, the reason you're getting it cheaper is because they're each of them are sacrificing. They're compromising quality right. yeah. during that process. And then eventually one of them will go out of business, leaving everyone holding the bag who purchased yeah. from them. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's, it's a, unfortunate. It's a really shitty model, and I that, I love free markets. Yeah, but you have to pick and choose, and oh, you have yeah. to be nimble. You're if you're not homework. nimble, you are gonna get squashed. Yeah, big time. Yeah, we're seeing that with plywood right now, in in particular Baltic birch plywood. Uh, which, if, who was it that said they were having trouble finding walnut plywood? Oh, did you hear this? It's a I podcast. Did. It was Dave. Yeah. Yep, it was Dave yep, yep. Uh, from Make Make Something. Make Something. He, yep. He wanted to Which, do a piano project. Couldn't find walnut plywood anywhere. Doesn't surprise me, honestly. So Baltic birch, obviously, from where it comes from, uh, and the uh, the yeah. dramas going on that part know, of with the world. Ukraine and Russia and all that. Um, now it sounds like maybe uh, talking to my supplier here, who owns the Woodcraft store. You know, he's like, what I've got on the shelf right now is all I can get. I've been told not to expect more ever, <laughs> ever, ever. 
He said there are two alternatives he's bringing in that are the same. So uh, the trait that's really awesome about Baltic birch plywood is that every layer is a full void-free veneer. Yeah. So yeah. if you see furniture made out of plywood or, you know, Ikea bullshit, you never see a void on the edge, right? All the layers are perfectly even. They're sure. all birch veneer. Really nice, really nice stuff to work with. It's perfectly flat. It's, you know, exceptionally well uh, made and it's dependable, this, that. I use it for my leather molds that I sell on my website. And uh, just with the price of it going up and everything else, I've been looking at alternatives. Chris from A Glimpse Inside uh, found another type of plywood that's made out of some tropical hardwood or some bullshit. But there's supposedly a, I want to say it was Canadian uh, competitor that has started producing kind of a clone of Baltic birch. And that, that's probably what I'll end up moving to. But yeah, just Interesting. a pain in the ass right now. You know, I send out quotes to folks and I feel bad. You know, I, I yeah. started including a little note at the bottom, like, you know, look, I, I really apologize. Here, you know, I'm almost ready to start saying, here's my lumber price, you know, just to put it in perspective for people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give them a breakdown of your costs. Yeah. I mean, everything, like, everything's gone up. Yeah. I've got, it's funny because people... When you buy the plans for the revolution, I give you all the DXF cut sheets. Like, yeah. you can go cut it yourself. And I get these messages back. Like, guys go, well, I priced this out. I can't even get it cut, like, for the same price to to have it shipped right. by you to me with yeah. the tube steel. And I went, yeah, for the same price that you pay for my kit, you're going to pay that or more just for the plate steel. And it's right. because I buy them 200 at a time. I'm getting a huge discount. And, yeah. and it's like the, they, people think that they could just go to somebody that has a plasma cutter and have it done. No. And that person goes, yeah, for me to take these cut sheets, convert them to G code, yeah. take an, a really expensive piece of steel, put it on my table and it cut yep. one machine. Yeah. It's going to run you 700 bucks. You know, have I heard too and that like some of crazy. these, um, send, cut, send and others are, are starting to. You got to send them the steel, I, I heard, or some shit. Oh, I don't know. I yeah, don't know. I, I priced that. it out on send, cut, send, and it's like well over $1,000. Yeah. They're not often there. the cheapest. I've never Plus ordered shipping. from them, but I've fucked around, you know, with different ideas. And I, yeah. The cuts are beautiful, though. They have a really yeah, nice laser. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. They just got yeah, a new really one, too, nice. I saw. Yeah, yeah, I saw that piece of Instagram. social. Yeah, they, you know, the, those, those, places you have to understand like when i order a kit from my steel distributor you know they're setting up to run my cuts and they do that and they run 200 at a time so it's right. like they to, for them they're yeah massive volume they're not having to set up every time you know they're, they're cutting and then they also process a lot of my parts too yeah. they clean them and take it's kind of like off. getting t-shirts printed right you're gonna yeah. get a thousand you of buy them and get a better yeah. deal Exactly. Oh, speaking of that, we found a screen printer in our building. Nice. And she's awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. She's got her own machines and stuff. So we're going to have t-shirts. Uh, we're bringing Sweet. to Blade. We're going to have t-shirts. Uh, we've got my daughter drew the design, which is oh, cool. blows my mind. <clears throat> Wait until you awesome. see it. It's so cool. And then, um, and then we're having those printed on shirts. And then we're also giving away, and I got this, I'm stealing this idea from Lawrence. Um, I, he, I don't know if he gives these away or if he just puts them in a box for certain people, but he sent me a six inch rule 
stainless nice. steel rule, and it's got his his logo engraved on it. Yep. And I'm like, damn, that is such a great Brilliant. gift because I use it all the damn time. Like, yeah. and I see his logo all the time. <laughs> so we are doing the same thing. I got uh, nice. a whole bunch of six inch rules, and um, we're gonna laser etch a really nice quote uh, on yep. it, and then our logo. And then if you see me at Blade, stop and talk to me, and I'll give yeah. you a, a little pack. And I, it's got stickers in it. It's got a rule in it and a business card and a few other goodies. And, um, yeah, and we'll, we'll hook you up awesome. with some. I don't I've know how many shirts around. I'm going to be able to have made, so yeah. I don't know about the shirts yet. We'll, we'll find I've been playing around. That. That's funny you mention that because I've been playing around with a um, like a, a credit card-sized uh, deal cut out of brass that would have um oftentimes you'll see them and they'll have like screwdrivers and bottle openers and all that kind of happy horse shit on it but i wanted one that was more a tool so i designed it with uh different radius corners so if you need to you know use it as a marking device so you just mark the the rounded corner for leather work or woodwork or whatever then on the inside it's got a number of different hole sizes so if you want to check a hole size or a drill bit size or that kind of thing, it's kind of like those, um, I don't know, you see those like plastic cheat sheet things, you know, that you can get for uh, yeah. drill holes and all that sure. kind of metric and, and imperial and all that shit. But just have all that stuff kind of incorporated into it as a little project playing around cutting brass on the CNC. So if so. you ever go to a place, like you should have a whole bunch of those. Yeah, that's what away. I was thinking. I mean, you know, just get some really sheets good. of uh, 16th inch brass and carve them out. But stickers are great. They love people. I love know. Stickers, but I man, stickers hand them, hand them a yet. tool that they'll use, yeah. and it'll be around I know. forever. Yeah. Speaking that's... of tools that we'll use, real quick before the show ends, are you talking about diving. Again? No. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna dive yeah, into WFI projects. He, he's so good at giving me shit. So <laughs> he really is. Oh, I and saw all some bets good are projects. off when you're when you miss the yeah, show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he didn't yeah. miss the show. He 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 called in like days yeah. ago because of a loss. There is that thing. asshole. So we, we love you, Brian. We're just busting for. your chops, man. <laughs> okay, couple things I want to mention about WFI projects. Number one, we have exactly four thousand posts to the that, day. Like two that days. is four zero zero zero. And first and foremost, somebody who is near and dear to our heart, Mr. Jeremy Ballaball. It's 419 Forging. 419 Forging. He has a waffle going on right now for a random pattern Damascus. I messaged him before the show. I said, do you have any slots left? He does, in fact, have slots left. If you go look at this knife, it's $15 to get in on this thing. It is amazing. I'm pretty sure he used Pennsylvania Buckeye Burl maybe on the handle. I don't know. It looks very cool. It's yeah. a very cool piece. He spent a lot of time on it. He's waffling it off. 15 bucks, 40 slots total. And so your don't odds forget, are really uh, good. Yeah. Don't forget, if you are doing waffles, we, we do still have the hashtag WFI waffles. And I think he used... Pretty sure he did. I thought I saw it in there. So if you click on that, let's see how many posts are over there. I don't think there's many. I'm clicking on it, but it's not taking me there. 59 posts. WFI waffles. Okay. Okay. So the the other person who's having a waffle right now is Bald Man Knife and Tool. Yeah. So he is having having a waffle 
that is actually uh, not for a specific knife. I know. It's that's for so cool. any knife that he makes in his shop. So yep. go check out Baldman Knife and Tool on Instagram, and his website is baldmanknifeandtool.com. You can buy into his waffle. I think his are like ten bucks. I want to say cheap. Yeah, I mean, it's like or ten or twenty bucks. Let me look. I don't. Baldman, dude, he is just hustling. I love it. That guy. I love his. I love his reels where he's like, "Yo, what's yep. up?" Okay, no, fifteen bucks. It's fifteen. It's the same price. So fifteen yeah. bucks you can buy in, and it's limited to twenty entries. Nice. That is a killer deal. And here's the yeah, reason why. The second you hold one of his thicker clippers in your hand, Ooh. you will have to have one. You'll I, know what a true man feels like. Uh, you'll know what a true man feels like <laughs> on a hunting trip in the middle of Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, 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 with just him and his boys hanging out. sausage. <laughs> And so, okay, so, so the thicker clipper, the the thicker clipper is a, uh, I believe he makes them out of 8670 and it's quarter inch thick. And then he puts a massive bevel on it and he's making me one right now. It's like a chisel. set of scale. It is. He's making them for making me one from a set of scales that because I gave him scales to put on because I bought some giraffe bone at Blade last year mm. and I couldn't get myself to do anything with not it. Not hard to like, come, uh, not easy to come by. I'll bet. Huh? Not easy to come by giraffe <laughs> bone. And um, and just ask me and I'll show you my. Giraffe <laughs> That's bone. what she said. Uh, <laughs> and he's making one for me. So go check out a bald man knife and tool and also four one nine forging for your local. WFI Ooh, Waffle. I bet Giraffe Bones are... Uh, right here on Instagram. Get in on it. I bet Giraffe Bones are quite long. <laughs> Just ask me and I'll show you. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what did I see on the projects the other day? I saw... Lots of good uh, stuff out there. Mr. Powell, Shape and Sheet Metal with Basic Tools. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Really good tips there. Just so simple, you know. I think it's hard to capture in videos like that. I feel like it's really hard to teach something like that because it's such an art form in a way. But I think the tips and tricks that he gave kind of broke it down methodically really yes. well, you know, because it's not not easy to do. I've been watching uh, one of our patrons, Adrian Brielle. Yeah. And uh, I got to click on this where he's from. But anyway, he's building a um, he's building a forging press and he's got these 90 degree quick change dies. Yeah. I'm in love with his design. It's such a cool design where you can pull the die out and turn it 90 degrees. So Uh you can like, you know, get a length wise. uh, so I believe this is freaking Africa. I want to say it's Africa, but of course, Instagram sucks and I'm not oh, able to see it. So Adrian, tell me, I think you're in South Africa or you're like on the East coast of South Africa somewhere. Uh-huh. I, I can't tell, but um, I, this design is awesome. It's awesome. And so go Very follow cool. him. Adrian Brielle underscore forge. Uh, if you just look in uh, WFI projects too, you can yeah. find his big red. Uh, forging press speaking of um building tools echo blades with his uh dust collecting two by 72 grinder stand really cool 
don't know if he's caught that, that one. That design is so neat. And yeah. the fact that he shared the CAD file or the right. CAD drawings to show how it works. Right. It's yeah. such a simple concept. Like, why didn't yeah. anybody else figure this makes out? makes so but, much uh, damn sense. So much sense. It's so great. And I wanted to ask him, is there actually a tube down in there? I assume there is. Or is he just I'm, using the square tube? Or is he just right? using yeah, the square tube for that? So, I don't know. Jared, let us know. But I, that, I, I, I saw that was... in the drawing, the tube is there. But I'm thinking to myself, like, why wouldn't you just weld, you know, drill right. two holes and weld it, seal it, and then. Yeah. But yeah, it, you know what? That's a shitty idea because then everything's going to get stuck in there. It could, but does it matter, you know? I mean, you'd I get the corners not. filled up and build up, but then, you know, uh, it probably wouldn't decrease performance. I, I'm just looking at the picture here, the last picture in his carousel, his kids out in the uh, uh, in the road doing, popping <laughs> yeah, a wheelie. wheelie. <laughs> I know. Yeah, get it. <laughs> get it. Uh, it's really cool. I, I, it. I think... I don't know. I, I uh, just watched a video this morning by a woodworker guy up in Canada, Andrew uh, Zito, S-Z-E-T-O. Really cool, makes really artsy videos and just has a really cool style about it. But it's like, how bad is the air quality in your wood shop? And he has a air quality meter and he measures air quality uh, basically at the woodworker's uh, mouth and nose level well, while using, oh, it's awful, awful, awful. There's a quote uh, from, I don't remember who it was, that he mentions in the video that on average, a woodworker uh, lives 10 years less than the average human, mostly due to inhaling wood dust. <laughs> Yeah, which I don't know how metal, what the science I, I'll is be behind dead it. In five five yeah. years then, because all this metal metal's got to be even worse, it. I would yeah. guess. But it's something that I know I take for granted. I just added another dust collection line actually last week. Um, so now I've got one. So I've got one dust collector in my attic. It's just the Harbor Freight, whatever it is, two horsepower or whatever. And that thing will it'll suck the tits off a bore, man. I mean it. You know, the longest run I've got is 12 feet, so it works phenomenally well. But is that like a two horsepower motor on that thing? Yeah, yeah, and it's got like the 50 gallon or whatever it is big bag that hangs down below. And most guys will add like a HEPA filter to it, but mine's in the attic, which you know, often one of the things that uh Zito mentions in his video is that the fire up time, the startup time of these big dust collectors, they throw dust, you know, when the sure. bag, the, the filter bag on top, when it fills with air, it, poof, you know, all the fucking dust that's stuck to the side of it goes into the air. Well, mine's all up in the damn attic. So I don't even, you know, I don't worry about that shit at all. In fact, I've often thought- just don't hope there's like a spark up there and I know. the whole, the whole well, place goes up. Well, did you see my post the other day? That scared the fuck out of me. Yeah. On my CNC, I was running a big two-inch slab flattening bit. And awesome bit. These bits that I got from Bits and Bits, man, they, I mean, I'm not even kidding. They are the best bits I've used. They coat them with this Astra coating uh, that is just bomb proof. I mean, I, I'm, I'm getting such clean cuts, but anyway, 
I'm cutting on a piece of ash and uh, it was for the video that I put out on the zeroing your Z height. In fact, it was so bad, I abandoned ship and uh, faked it in the video just to get, <laughs> just to show the piece actually flattened. But I don't know what <laughs> happened because <laughs> I, I wasn't going to turn my CNC on again until I had like, you know, time to really investigate. So I just took it over to the joiner and flattened the board. But um, so as it was, so the bit lifted the spindle's still spinning and the bit was jogging over to start another pass to go basically run that bit all across the surface of this like six inch by 12 inch board. And while it was, when it lifted up is when the sparks started flying and then it threw sparks about halfway through that jog to the next start point. And I still don't know what the hell caused it. I have no idea. I know it did not come from the motor. I know it came from the bit. I don't know if maybe it caught something on the the little dust mustache there or something. I, I don't know. But man, that scared the shit out of me because mostly it's hooked up to the dust collector. If a hot ember sucked up into that dust collector, then just like you said, you know, the, the spark ignites the damn bag full of fucking sawdust or maybe smolders all night. Yeah, you know, and then, and then, yeah, and then catches fire. But uh, Derek from <laughs> Derek, yeah, I know, I know. Well, Derek from Malden reached out to me, and and Derek said he's like, this may sound really counterintuitive. He said, but in cases like that, I don't shut my dust collector off. He said I leave it on because if there's going to be a problem, I want it to happen now. <laughs> Not in the middle uh, of, the, of the night while I'm sleeping, you know? Yeah. So he said, just keep pumping oxygen into that fucking thing and go up and stir your bag up or whatever if you want to. He said, but he's like, I, I leave it on hoping that if it's going to burst into flame, sure. it'll do it quicker. Which, that's that's my, my worst fear is that I leave yeah. and then, you know, two hours later I get a yeah. smoke uh, uh, alarm, you know, notification yep. on my yep. phone. Yeah. And something's already caught on fire. Although I will say there's not much in here now that can catch fire. Like there's, yeah, I do have packing true. material, but it's, it would take an awful lot to set that off. I mean, everything in here is yeah. pretty much metal and gypsum board. Listen, Ben, man, it's, we're just going. we gotta, we gotta shut this thing down. We got shit to and do, I gotta, man. We got, I gotta get back to work. You gotta get back to work. And, got people um, to do and, and shit to see. Exactly. We got things to do, my man. And I'll pre, you know what, Ben? I haven't had a chance to really do a show with you one on one know, recently in a long time. And it was really, really good, dude, to like hang out yeah. with you. And uh, let's see, is it next week? I was no, say, it's when's the pickle? following week? When's I think the, it's the following the week, right? Pickle tickler. Yeah. Let me look. Let me look at a calendar. The second, so got, I think, because yeah. that he's headed out. So on the first. So two. So not okay. next show, but the following show, Mr. Pickle Cutters, Mr. Nick Tobin, will be joining us in the studio. And uh, so get your pickle questions what are you build all with pickle? lined up. You got a project ready for him? We're going to start the uh, the Maritime Knife Supply billet. Oh, do that sweet. Together. Love it. Yep. Love it. Yep. It's going to be love, awesome love, because love he's it. Canadian and... yeah. You know, and he's also uh, uh, Lawrence has been been sponsoring exactly uh, him it, as well. It all right? goes together. It all goes Hells together. Hells yeah. to the yeah. Yeah, yeah, Good yeah. Deal. 
Listen, Ben, I appreciate right, you. Brian, we love you and miss you, buddy. Everybody yes, out there who has been listening to the Work For It podcast continuously, this is episode number 109, if you can believe that. 109 oh. episodes of the Work For It podcast. And if you would like, you can support our show for as little as $1 a month. That's $12 a year. I think most of us spend more of that, like more or less of that on lunch every day. I so spent that much waking up. 12 bucks. Exactly. $12. You can support what we do. Get a shout out on the show. If you want, you can up it to five, 10 bucks a month, whatever it is. We truly appreciate you guys for doing so. If you're already a patron, we love you. Thank you so much. And listen, I know you guys are going to have a good working week ahead. Hard work and good friggin' luck. Good luck. My name is Brian. It just doesn't seem the same without Brian here in the music. I know. I know. It's not the same. I do like that. That's great music. I do like that. He adds a lot to the show. All right. Anyway. All right. We'll we'll catch up with you all later. Yeah, yeah. See you on the flip side. Adios. Goodbye. 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 I really want you to know how much I appreciate you. Oh, my ears are having orgasms. (laughs) 